0: If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold.
1: Welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. Today, my guest is Levante. And uh, I've met Levante as Levante. And I, I expect that when you're known by one name, that means you've really arrived. <laughs> um, recently, I, under, I, I came to understand your, your your given name is Vanessa O'Connor. Yes. Uh, but uh, you know the story of, of how Levante became Levante is something that um, I thought that might be a good way to to start out with. Um, uh, we were we were um, uh, introduced and in the connection between Brave Hearts Radio and uh, the idea that you have um, uh, brave girls and Brave Girls Change the World. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to turn it over to you, and you can can tell me the story, okay?
2: (laughs) Hi, Brian. Thank you for having me, and it's great to speak to your tribe on Brave Hearts Radio. Um, So, Levante is my name, of course. It's but it isn't my birth name. So Vanessa is my birth name, but Levante is the name that I use for my business because mm-hmm. it speaks to the evolution of who I am and what I do. And so we met um, some time ago as we connected around inspiring people to be brave, in my mission in particular, young girls. And um, that is how we got here. And I'm very grateful to share with your audience and with you, what I do, and uh, hopefully someone will be touched and inspired.
1: Well, thank you. You know, the um, Bravehearts Radio theme for this season is purpose and peace. And for a long time now, it seems that I've had this idea that worldwide peace and prosperity will come about or is coming about because Mm -hmm. of uh, three things. And, of course, there are more, but three things that come to mind for me and that I think are very important are clean water everywhere, yes. empowered girls, and mm-hmm. spiritual connectedness. And when we first had a conversation, we had a pretty pretty good conversation in depth <laughs> about each one of those. Yes,
2: each of them ring home and ring true for me, because um, those are very important issues in my life as well. mm
1: well, you said uh, the Brave Girls uh, Change the World, the foundation or charity that you that you work with uh, helping young girls find their voice.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and that's how our conversation began when I started to talk to you about Brave Girls Change the World. And the mission is to help young girls find their voice and use it to change their world. It's a foundation in development. It is funded by my business, which in my business I help heart-centered professionals and teachers to find their gifts and turn that into impact, freedom, extra income. Uh, Bottom line, when they work with me, they turn their knowledge into profits and their experience into an empire and they get to work deeper and to really work from their gifts. You talked about um, the theme, peace and purpose. And I think that peace and purpose really comes from living through our gifts, working through our gifts. I believe that we all came with things within us that should fuel and fund our earthly journey. And when we're at peace with ourselves mm-hmm. working in that realm, we, we we bring out peace in the world and we're able to um, expand purpose. Um, you know, for mm-hmm. me, I, I think that purpose has been really a word that has been abused, <laughs> I think over recent years. Yeah. And I feel like for me, I, I just think we all have the same purpose, but our gifts, our gifts that we give onto the world are what will separate and make our impacts different. And so my role and, and my gift and and one of my mission is to help people come to those gifts and to use those gifts in the world and to make the distinction that your gifts are not your passion. Um, they're they're different yeah. they're sometimes the same but they're different your gift is something that you find great value in and others also find great value in yeah
1: yeah yeah you know that the uh, yeah, when you, when you say you're uh, we ha- we all have the same purpose i think that's kind of interesting because um, there's, the, I imagine there's different ways of looking at what is purpose, and yeah. I think there's a, it's from Aristotle perhaps that said the sole meaning and purpose of human existence is happiness. Mm-hmm.
2: So I from would that standpoint, yeah, that is yeah. yeah. Pretty singular, Aristotle, yeah. Aristotle is, you know, <laughs> I can't challenge Aristotle, right? <laughs> Yeah, you get um, on your man. You right? No, 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 no. no.
1: <laughs> oh, isn't that something? Yeah, it's like, well, you know, according to Earth, so, oh, yeah, you know, right. that reminds me something. Uh, I, I, I found out a long time ago that um, if you if you offer up a quote, from Benjamin Franklin said. And then, uh, and then proceed with a quote. People, oh, really? Benjamin Franklin said that. Oh, that must be pretty good. You
2: know, <laughs> it makes people want to listen. Uh, no, you know. I, 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 <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, that's right. Well, so Aristotle, I you know I I don't know who that is, but I I, I know it sounds important, right? But you know that, that idea that the sole meaning and purpose of human existence is happiness, um, you know, there, there's there are different um, there are different perspectives on what is purpose and, and different perspectives on what is happiness.
2: Right, right. And for me, when I think of happiness, I think of peace. I think of peace in my spirit, peace in my surroundings. Um, mm-hmm. And so it goes back. So so it, it still is open-ended, right? What is happiness to you, right? And so I, I believe yeah. we're all on this singular journey. We think that we're different. But what we bring is or what I would call or or gift print or fingerprints, you know, those things that make us different or sets of values and the things that we came with that we do exceptionally well that's valuable. I think a lot of the mm-hmm. times we... Um, we get caught up in the systems of the world, and we do things just because the world is doing it. And I think that when we come closer to ourselves and we start to understand that, even if you work for a corporation, a company, or whatever you do, you are the gift. You are the um, the CEO of you, right? Pretty much. And so, to take ownership of life in that way is what I want to empower people to do. That's what my work is about. Um, I help people to develop their own customized GPS to personal and financial freedom. And mm-hmm. I think that when we go back to what Aristotle said, you know, it kind of links right back there to that peace and happiness and impact and what brings that, you know. I think human human nature is to feel useful and that's how you, you are useful in the world when you offer your gift to a high level of value. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that, uh, you know, that, um, the, the idea that um, uh, happiness uh, ensues and it uh, is the result of, of um, service, service yeah. to others, mm-hmm. um, yeah. th- that's, that's been something that's very, very important to me throughout my life.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in chasing purpose that we forget to be in the journey. And understand that the journey itself is the purpose. The journey itself is the treasure. There's no ending point, you know. And that's why I said the word purpose has been abused so much because it has caused so much confusion and pain to people. What is my purpose? I'm looking for it. I'm doing this. I'm reading these self-help books. I'm living in Barnes and Nobles. But the journey, while you're doing that, your life is passing by. And one of the things that has changed my life, and when I really started um, shifting into Uh, what I do and really um, using Levante more as the name. It's like a spiritual growth for me. I uh, was going through a very particular um, hard time at... uh, So, I I graduated college with a degree in broadcast journalism. Went into um, one of the big media corporations, was working in news production. It was great, but I wasn't making any money. And a mentor said, Why don't you shift over to sales? That's where they make all the money. Shifted over to sales. It was okay at first, but then I realized the environment was toxic. It wasn't very um, welcoming to certain types of people. And my boss at the time was just. you know very different. <laughs> and so I started looking around. I was like, what am I doing here? I don't feel like this is something I want to do. I look at my boss. I don't want to be him and you know, and so I went to a professional development event and I met a lady there and at the time I had lost my voice and I was losing my voice all the time. And I she asked everyone to introduce themselves and I got up to say my name and I couldn't speak. And I could hardly speak. And she said, oh, what's going on? And I said, I've been losing my voice a lot. I'm, I'm so sorry. And she said, um, sometimes when that happens in your body, it's, it's, it's telling you to listen, listen to your life. And that's when I began listening to my life. And it led me on this journey to discover my own voice. Because for me, my voice is my gift. Um, uh, you know, there's so many things. Everything that I do that is of value in the world comes back to my voice. And so I started, mm-hmm. you know, really listening to my life, following what I was told to do with my life, and eventually left that corporate setting. Although my boss, who wasn't the nicest guy, left before I did. And um, mm-hmm. before he left, I gave him a book, A Return to Love, and um, by Marion Williamson, I, I believe. And then I had another boss who was really nice and and great, but I couldn't see myself in him. So I was like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. And so I took the journey to, you know, go back to school. I was just writing a book. I ended up uh, teaching on the college level. You know, And so now I teach on the college level. And then I thought, that was it. Oh, yes, I'm doing this. I'm teaching in the college level. I never thought I would teach, by the way. But I was teaching and it felt mm-hmm. great. Right, and I love my students. I still teach up to, to this day English and communications. But then I... After five years of marriage, my husband and I decided to have a child I was on maternity leave. I kind of just started this job because we had just moved and I realized I was only going to make $500 a month on maternity leave. And I'm like, what am I going to do with that? And so it really Mm -hmm. pushed me into developing my GPS system. It really pushed me into turning my gifts into... and, And the GPS methodology means to turn your gifts into products or services that are solutions to other people's problems. And so it led mm-hmm. me to doing that. And now I help others do this so that they can have that personal and financial freedom they deserve and live in peace with their gifts.
1: Wow. Well, sounds like um, the uh, the path has been, um, the, the, uh, uh, the, the vision and, and the path have been very much the same for you. And mm-hmm. that's... Uh, that's really uh, that's that's really quite a um, quite an accomplishment, quite a gift in itself. Um, we're going to uh, take a break on uh, Bravehearts Radio. Uh, remember that you can uh, be a sponsor of Bravehearts for Kids for as little as twenty dollars. You can change the um, the outlook for a family. Uh, go to Braveheartsforkids.org and uh, see what you can do to help. Help us as as you can as you uh, feel inspired to Uh, we'll be back uh, with uh, Levante on uh, Brave Hearts radio talking purpose and peace in the summer season after these important messages uh, stick with us we'll be back on the other side of 60 Seconds Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America.
0: Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing
1: really fast. All the time, the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com.
0: Part of Brave Hearts Radio. Call into the program today to one 472 5788 That's one 472 5788 You may also email Brian. His email is Mission Specialist at BraveheartsRadio.org. Now back to this week's show.
1: Welcome back, Brave Hearts. You're listening to Brave Hearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist because it's your parade. I just help make sure that you're in it and uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you, uh, if you go to my LinkedIn page, you will see, um, that the reason for the, for the parade analogy, uh, as the mission specialist, um, you know, the, uh, the mission specialists were not the people in the parade. And if you look at the picture on my LinkedIn profile, you'll see, um, the parade after Apollo 11 astronauts came back and it's in New York city, um, and uh, that's that uh, NASA connection that we have I'm here today with uh, with Levante. And Levante is, um, uh, she's, she's got um, a brave girls change the world as an idea. When we first connected, we were talking about purpose and peace and the idea that, you um, Uh, I I think there are three things that are really important for peace and prosperity worldwide. One is clean water everywhere, empowered girls, and spiritual connectedness. And I said, we had a great conversation about each of these. And I know you have a story about clean water because in, in the United States, we take for granted the clean water that we have. We turn on the tap, we turn on the shower, we expect clean water, we expect the right temperature. We take things for granted here, which is, in my mind, that's the opposite of appreciation. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have a special appreciation for water, I think, right?
2: Yes, yes, I do. So I grew up in Jamaica and, you know, in where I grew up, I grew up in rural Jamaica. So a town, uh, a a city called Manchester, a little town called Spur Tree, And we had a tank and though that's a concrete... It's a hole dug into the ground that's made into concrete. Mm-hmm. And then we catch water from the rain. We were fortunate enough to have a home with, you know, two bathrooms in it, five bedrooms. However there wasn't water coming from the public lines. Like we see in America, we turn on the tap and it just comes through. We caught our own mm-hmm. water and there was a tank, a community tank that you would have to go to. But normally that tank would be empty. So we had, our neighbor was a business um, a business place and they had their own water system. And so the, what we used to do when we ran out of water, which was very often because there was a lot of drought growing up, there wasn't enough rain. And so we didn't have water in our tank. We would get water from next door, the business next door, and we would have to go and bring buckets into the house and then fill barrels with water for the next several weeks. And so water is such an important issue because when I was little, I I, I didn't get sick a lot. But one of the most, one of the major illness illnesses I had was gastroenteritis and it had to do with um, unclean water you know and Mm -hmm. so across the world there are people who are struggling every day just to have enough water you know and we turn on the tap and we think that it's unlimited one of my pet peeves is seeing people brush their teeth and they keep the tap running I always Mm -hmm. I, I have an impulse to just turn it off because I know that when we had water in our tank, it was golden and we could not yeah. keep the taps running because that would be wasting it, you know. Yeah. And so clean water, clean water is such an important issue when it comes to having children clean and fresh to go to school, when it comes to um, yeah. all these different diseases that that happen from drinking in pure water which a lot of people have had or do still every day have to drink across the world and so I think that it's something that we miss in modern day world but it's important yeah
1: have have you ever heard the phrase throw the baby out with you know don't throw the baby out with the bathwater
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and, yes and do you, do you know where that comes from
2: not necessarily. I use it. I've heard it, but maybe you can give me a
1: lesson here. <laughs> it just—it just—it uh, just occurred to me. Um, I, I know that when um, uh, when when my parents were children growing up in western North Dakota, they had um, they, you know they they had wells, so they would have to pump the water and they would have to bring the water into the house from the well, and then they would heat it up, and they would he- pour heated water into the bathtub. And then, in turn, everyone would take a bath. Uh, and the way you know, the way the story goes is they would—they um, had two sets of clothes. They had their work clothes and they had their Sunday clothes. So Saturday night was bath night, and um, I suppose uh, Papa would take the bath first, and then uh, Mama, you know, whoever, however the order was, the baby was the last one to get bathed. But they used the same water, oh. <laughs> and so by the time, by the time, um, uh, apparently by the time the uh, the baby was uh, was bathed. Um, it, you couldn't tell that the baby was there or not it was so dirty it just gonna throw the baby out with the bath don't throw the baby out with the bath water so you know it's, um, it's uh, be careful what you're doing or think ahead or something like that but uh, uh, you know and that's that's a couple of generations ago you know when uh, when my parents were little and they had they had wells and I, I remember my my dad's mom still still used um, a uh, uh, she had a big uh, uh, metal, uh, bar- well, she had a, a, a barrel and, and a tin, uh, a tin wash basin on top of it that, that collected rainwater, and she she would bring that in, in the morning and make coffee, and she would cook with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was her, um, that was her running. She had running water in her house, but she was so used to using water that way yeah. that she just she still did that.
2: Just continued doing it. It's funny. Um, Last semester, I had my students work on something. They watched this uh, documentary on Netflix, um, Explained. It talks about the world's water crisis and the fact Mm -hmm. that most of our water comes from beneath the earth and the sources are drying Mm -hmm. up and climate change and all that stuff and everything is is really interconnected. And that water is such a vital thing. We can survive without food. But when water goes away... We have less of a lifespan you know and it's such an important yeah. issue that we don't abuse it you know
1: yeah I you know I remember um, maybe fifteen 20 years ago now I was in San Diego and my sister was involved with a, um, a charitable event. it was a walk for Darfur mm-hmm. uh, and Darfur was uh, was experiencing some um, some internal conflict, political conflict and, and there were refugees and, and there was a, a, a young woman there that spoke to the to the group after the walk was finished and she was talking about being a little girl in the refugee camp and her, her father had been killed and her older brothers had been killed and she and her mother and her little brother would uh, would wander around looking for water, mm. not looking for food, not seeking food. Looking for water, and just um, uh, that level of um, of desperation, and, and as a refugee, that's it. Just it really put things in perspective as to how things um, how things are, and that so that's one of the reasons that I, that I think clean water everywhere is such an important thing to world peace. And clean water it, it results in lower infant mortality. Yes. And uh, places that, have, that don't have clean water, they have higher infant mortality. And, mm-hmm. and uh, counterintuitively, I suppose, those are places where, where the population growth is the highest. Yes. And yes. Um, I suppose it's got to be an excruciating thing, especially from our perspective, to think that uh, if, if some, of your ch- some of your children are going to die before they become adults, uh, you just have more children. To, mm. to counter that. Um,
2: yeah, and, and the, the, the children, children. Yeah, I can't. I, I, that, that was something you brought to my attention and I, I was really stunned by it because, mm. you know, it's, it's so heartbreaking to know that children who have been given life and they're in this world and they just don't have clean water and, mm. and, and ingesting something that's unclean that your body needs can cause their life and cause uh, even more of a problem, right? Because as you said, parents mm-hmm. are saying, well if they're gonna die by this age, might as well have more, right? Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: It's it's really sad. And I think that is something we, we turn a blind eye to. When they, when it gets hot here, when the winters are terrible, when the fires come, we're like, oh my God. But at the foundation of it it really is looking at how we're treating the earth and how we are equalizing opportunity and equalizing health and prosperity across the globe. And water Mm -hmm. is one of the most essential ways and one of the most essential things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just... um well, so so uh, uh, we're absolutely in agreement that clean water everywhere is a is a is a is a big factor in world peace. You know, but it was about a year ago. I had uh, George Green the Fourth on. He's the uh, CEO of Water Mission, mm-hmm. and they do um, uh, water projects in ten countries. Um, you know, so many good organizations that um, uh, uh, yeah. that that are involved and, and that we've had a chance to uh, talk with on on Bravehearts Radio. Um, we're we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes, and, and I, I, I don't want cut, to uh, cut you short on mm-hmm. describing the work that you do. Um, so to make sure that we, uh, we get back to that uh, when we come back to the break, uh, get, come back from the break. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, clean water everywhere, empowered girls, spiritual mm-hmm. connectedness. Um, the, the idea of empowered girls, and we're going to come back to that after the break, um, it, it occurred to me that, um, and I say girls rather than women, because mm-hmm. um, I think it has to do with education yes. and the idea that in so much of the world, um, you know, girls are, again, it's, it's not appreciated, taken for granted. The, um, the, the, the opportunity um, uh, that, that, is, that is being passed by, by not uh, getting the best from the uh, intelligence and the perspective that, uh, yeah. that girls and women bring to the world. Um, so, and the yeah.
2: resourcefulness, you know, the resourcefulness yeah. that women bring to the world. It's, it's, it's yeah. a terrible shame that it is not encouraged as it should be.
1: And we're going to come back right to that when we, uh, when we come back from the break. Um, stick with us, uh, Bravehearts Radio with Levante, uh, the summer of purpose and peace on uh, Bravehearts Radio. And uh, please uh, uh, pay attention to these uh, very important messages from our sponsors. We'll see you back on the other side of 60 Seconds.
0: As the mission specialist, Brian Reinhold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, Contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveheartsRadio.org. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org.
1: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show.
1: Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist uh, because you know I, I don't fly the rockets and, and it's your parades. So I just make sure that you're in it. Um, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, connect with us at uh, braveheartsradio.org. You can find all the past episodes. And, uh, and I always say, coming into the third segment, I say a little bit about the National Day Calendar, nationaldaycalendar.com, one of the great sponsors of the uh, of the uh, Bravehearts uh, for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity. Uh, if you're listening to us live, it's uh, Monday, July 19th, and it is Daiquiri Day and Get Out of the Doghouse Day. Um who let the dog out of the house? All right, I'm not going to do any more singing here. So uh, uh, check out the National Day Calendar daily short. And uh, you know, if you if you really want to get ambitious and go back and look at June 28th through July 4th, I, I was uh, I was co-host of the uh, National Day Calendar daily short, biggest audience I've ever had. So um, I'm here with uh, Levante here on uh, Bravehearts Radio this afternoon, and um, uh, We've been talking about um, Purpose and Peace, um, uh, her uh, Brave Girls uh, organization, Brave Girls change the World. Uh, in the last segment we talked a little bit about um, uh, clean water everywhere and uh, we started to get into the idea that empowered girls really an important aspect in um, uh, in uh, purpose and peace and prosperity throughout the world, um, something uh, so much of the world seems to have missed out on this and throughout almost all of our history uh, as humanity, we have um, we have not uh, taken advantage of the opportunity that um, uh, that is there when, uh, when, uh, uh, when, when girls and women participate fully in things. So um, helping young girls find their voice
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, so Brave Girls Change the World came from a song I wrote several years ago it, it, of the same name and I was mm-hmm. doing a documentary talking to young girls about what that meant to them and one of the girls said, this should be an organization and she went ahead and uh, created a Twitter and and so ever since then in my business, 10% of everything I do goes towards building the foundation of Brave Girls Change the World. And as you said, the mantra is helping young girls find their voice and use it to change their world. I was so heartbroken. And it's uh, it's a a news story that came out recently where there was a, a young girl, I think somewhere in India, Uh, she was on her period and in certain cultures when you're on your period they put you outside in a tent and you cannot be with the rest of the family members and I believe something happened and she died out there in the tent maybe it was too cold or something like that and it was so heartbreaking to me and I know that there are many traditions around the world but a lot of the things that happen in the world affect women in such a way that they disadvantage generations now, when mm-hmm. girls are not empowered, when girls are not given the full opportunities, that lack of opportunity affects mm-hmm. generations. And that causes a certain kind of stagnation. But then when girls are empowered, it is proven that whole communities rise up. And not that mm-hmm. there is a, any, any difference, really, any special gift of course, women have their gifts, and men have their gifts, and we are here to be in harmony. But the opportunities for the sexes the gen you know if you believe in traditional genders or, or whatever it is uh, male female is very different you know and mm-hmm. and and I think that as we look at world change, we have to look at changes when it comes to women and the opportunities they have so brave girls change the world is really here to help young women recognize that they have power and when they use that power they change their world and they change the outer world and through education through um, business acumen those are the things that we are planning on doing still in development and and funding it through (coughs) my business so every time I make a sale it goes towards that but yeah, it's such an important thing.
1: Yeah, that, um, yeah, and I'm thinking that, it, that there is an evolution taking place, you know, and and as as we go from uh, as the world progresses from us, you know, purely um, agrarian economy. Because I think of my mm-hmm. my mom's family in particular, where um, they, they, they were they were a farm family. She had eight brothers mm-hmm. and one mm-hmm. sister. And the the nine men worked the farm, and the three women worked the kitchen and fed the farmers. I mean that that was kind of the that was kind of the business model of the of the yeah. farm in Western North Dakota uh, yeah. back then. And and having ten kids was that was pretty normal.
2: That was amazing. you know for for,
1: for those folks. But she was lucky to yeah. she she was uh, a a, um, a college educated woman, and she was a teacher. Um, she actually taught in a one-room school in Montana before I was born, um, so um, the, the, there's a lot of um, a lot of perspective there.
2: Yeah, that's that's funny because my mother, we have that agrarian uh, history in common. Because my mother, mm-hmm. yeah. she left school at thirteen. When I was in high school and and I was getting ready to graduate, my vice principal pulled me aside. And all through the years, you know, I I I thought she kind of favored me because we shared the same birthday and uh, uh. all the other kids you know you have that teacher and they're like oh she's the favorite but that teacher so she's such a disciplinarian. and all the kids were scared of her mm-hmm. so when I graduated she pulled me aside and she said you know why I've always been so interested in you and so hard on you that's because your mom used to help me with math in school and she didn't get the chance to take the exam to go to high school my mom left school at 13 years old to go help her grandparents yeah. in the farm and to take care of the household and so my mother is a very special woman because she was the first person to challenge the bauxite company in jamaica they were taking over people's land and using it to 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 you know uh, mine their bauxite and my mom was like no you're not going to take my land just like that because my family's here she challenged them in court defended herself won, and they had to move her from where she was build the house she chose in the neighborhood she chose. And so my mother could have been an attorney. She could have been anything, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when we think about girls having to pull back and having to come back and take care of the family and not having educational opportunities and how that passes Mm -hmm. down because I'm the fourth in my family, but the first to go to college and, you know, not that a college education is the Holy Grail, even though I'm a college professor. But Mm -hmm. I still had certain opportunities that my siblings and others before me didn't have. You know?
1: Yeah.
2: And, yeah.
1: And a college professor, and you you teach um, communications, and uh, is it communications in English?
2: Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, community college. I have a real heart for community college. I think those students Uh are building bigger bridges to get to where they need to go, and I love, love teaching them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very foundational, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm So a I, I imagine girl at community too. college, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I imagine at community college, there, there, there are quite a few uh, young people that uh, maybe are the first in their family to go to college.
2: Oh yes, yes, I encounter that a lot. First, uh, first generation college students, historically marginalized communities. Um, Mm -hmm. English language learners, you know, and so it's really great to be in that space where I get to show people what's possible because when I went to college in New York, I never had any teacher that looked like me you know, Um, and so to have that in front of them is something that I feel very, very passionate about
1: Yeah, yeah, you know there's there's something about that uh, someone that is like us that gives us mm-hmm. the the sense that yes, I can do that, yeah. and maybe it's, that's part of the part of the, uh, the the real appeal of of empowered girls is that um, yeah. you know the first generation begets uh, the second generation at a much yeah. greater rate.
2: Yes. Absolutely. When you see it, you can believe it. You know, we're visual. We're humans. And sometimes if we haven't seen mm-hmm. it, then we can't imagine it. And imagination is the greatest creator. You know, I was always a kid with the biggest imagination and imaginary friends everywhere. And I and I really credit mm-hmm. that to a lot of the things that I've done because imagination is so wonderful. But sometimes if you haven't seen it, you can't even imagine it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I find you know, with, without my imaginary friends, I'd be very lonely. So, uh... <laughs> hate to admit it, but, you know, yeah, that's just, just the way it is sometimes, you know. Um, uh, the, the um, uh, you, now you've, you've been, uh, you've been around, you're from Jamaica, but you've lived, uh, around, uh, uh the United States in various places. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Uh, some experience, various experiences in uh, New York, California. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Say anything about that? Bicoastal, you know, <laughs> New York, the California, yeah. you know, that's, San Diego that's... is my spot. And uh, of course, uh, New York all over. And I'm actually in New York right now because I'm traveling. So oh, yeah, okay. I've had that okay. opportunity. Um, yeah. Very grateful for that.
1: You know, there, there's something I call it, the, uh, the, tail side of the covid coin and um uh you know on the on the face of it covid is something that resulted in um, a lot of misery for people in a lot of different ways a lot of um uh in, in many many different ways but the tail side of that coin is um the connections that we have been able to make and the um uh, throughout the world uh, because of our need to connect and our need to adapt and the, uh, the the ability that that we have shown as people to be able to adapt. And over the last year, you know, you're from Jamaica. Uh, Weta Duncan, that's been on the show a couple of times, is from New York and originally from Jamaica. Don Samuel's been on the show a couple of times. He's from Minneapolis, originally from Jamaica. And, um... Uh, I don't know if you, you know this about Don. He's uh, he's known long, long time ago as the Godfather of Jamaican Soul. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, I hope you, Don. I hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> hey, we'll will uh, we'll be back on the other side of sixty seconds on Bravehearts Radio. Stick with us, and um, we'll wrap things up. Uh, we'll wrap things up shortly. Thanks.
0: us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn brave hearts radio is sponsored by brave hearts for kids a national pediatric cancer charity Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinhold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important, it's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveheartsRadio.org.
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show.
1: Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You know, we're going to be in uh, Peru this year join us at Machu Picchu the uh, week of December 12th through the 18th. You can find out more about that on Bravehearts Radio. Look for the Bravehearts Adventures logo, or just go to braveheartsadventures.org and find out all about that. We're going to be going to uh, Machu Picchu this year, uh, back to Machu Picchu, and Kilimanjaro in Tanzania next year, uh, Nepal in 2023, and Trinidad and uh, we'll be in uh, 2024. The plan is to go into space. Because you go Machu Picchu to Kilimanjaro to Nepal, the only place up from there is space itself. And so we're making those connections and uh, we're on our way. Uh, before, the, before the last break, I was describing the, uh, the COVID coin on the face of it is the, the, the misery that, uh, that we are all very familiar with in so many different ways. Um, the tail side is the connections that we've made with people throughout the world. Uh, this year, because of the adaptability that people have, and um, uh, Levante, you, you you mentioned something um, while we were chatting during the break about the idea that uh, that that that's the spiritual connectedness, and that's the final part of the uh, the three pillars of peace that that I sometimes describe. Um, what, what has your experience been this, uh, yeah. this past year?
2: I, As you said, the, the two sides of the coin, right? Um, when COVID came, we realized that our systems, these structures and these things outside of ourselves that we built would not hold us up. Many of us had to mm-hmm. run inside literally, but a lot of us had to run inside spiritually, right? Uh, we had to really come to terms with the things that we thought would give us security, right? And that those Mm -hmm. things were no longer there. Companies had to learn how to work again. There's so much of, I would call it a life robbery with how corporate structures are made. When people have families, I look at, certain people when especially in New York you leave very early to avoid traffic you come home very late Mm -hmm. to avoid traffic you spend an hour with your kid they go to sleep you're gone again and you literally spend one to two hours a night with your kid because you have to work. And COVID showed us that there can be flexibility. There are so many people who are like, we want to keep working, you know, part time from home because we want to have that life back, you know. And so COVID was is, is really showing us that certain things that we are prioritizing aren't necessarily the things that are most important, you know. And also taught us to go within ourselves and to to kind of, it was hard that we had to be separated, but we found ways to be connected even in physical distance. But a lot of us had to go inside and really think about what's happening here, you know? Mm -hmm and i think that covid even though it's it's so terrible it's still going on and, and, and god bless everyone who have been affected have lost their lives mm-hmm. have had have long covid today but you know we are looking at appreciating the things and the people that make this world work the bus drivers the package yeah. the the package deliverer guy the, the mailman mm-hmm. you know the nurses the doctors who put their lives on the line for us yeah and we'd normally yeah, people take working people at the grocery
1: stores you know?
2: yes yeah. oh bless them I say so many thank yous to them nowadays like I'm yeah. so grateful for you
1: <laughs> there's there's a fellow uh, his name is Francisco and um Francisco I hope you're listening to the show uh he's he, I, I would always go to his line because I um, we have grandchildren about the same age and and um um he would ask me how you doing and I, I, said never better because that's the way I just answered that question for a long time. And I, I, I stopped myself once. I said, I said, whoa, maybe people don't want to hear that right now. And you know what he said? He said, uh, no, that's exactly what we need to hear. Uh, what, we, what he was saying was optimism. We need that optimism. So that you know, that's my role is um, bringing the optimism. And helping people find that optimism so that they can be empowered from within and, uh, and, and make a difference and, and see that the, the world can be a really amazing and wonderful place. And, and it is. Um, and you do that in your work too, right, Lamonte? Yes,
2: yes, yes. I think that we are resourceful and we have all the resources within us. To create mm-hmm. the world that we want, and and we're we're all creating our worlds, right? And creating the world mm-hmm. in unison, right? And so, yeah, yeah. I,
1: yeah. And uh, you know, t- t- tell me a little bit more about um, uh, about the work that you do. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. So over at levante.com, it's really an e learning. Business and, and and I really have a heart for helping people to come to their gifts and to to turn that into something that makes them proud and feel impactful and 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 fuels their financial life. You know, I think that mm-hmm. we should be working in peace, in a uh, purpose, in passion, and in prosperity. And so, um, when we understand that we are commodities, we are products, and we are here to. Mm-hmm use that in the world to make a difference, then we start living differently, we start working differently and understanding that our hours or hours of the day is our currency. And so that's really the work that I do. And then I also help uh, female entrepreneurs and professionals to Uh, Have more productivity and profits when they sync with their body's natural rhythm, their cycles' Mm -hmm. natural rhythm. I help them with something I developed called the period method to sync, so that they can have more productivity. There's a part in the female cycle. There are different. There are four cycles, uh, phases in the cycle, and at each phase, you have different gifts and opportunities. There's a part in the cycle Mm -hmm. where you are most Uh, magnetic as a communicator as a collaborator there's a part where you're where you're most creative a part where you're most focused a part where you're most open to intuitive wisdom and when you work against what's happening in your body you might find yourself fatigued confused overwhelmed out of balance and so that's the work I I, I love to do too and I do work around the the ideas of mindset because I developed this Mm -hmm. proprietary technique of the champion mindset with my college students and realized from years of research on the brain that the brain's decision-making pathways sort of uh, they correspond so how we react to challenge corresponds with different decision-making pathways in our brains and I call those Mm -hmm. challenge personalities and recognizing when you are sabotaging yourself and then when you how to shift into championing yourself and when you're being ambivalent and so that's the type of work that I do, um, bringing people to their gifts, bringing people into alignment, and helping people to develop that champion mindset to maintain that sort of a peaceful, successful, joyful life.
1: I, I, I think there's, there's, um, there's a great deal of intuitive knowledge in some of the things that you're describing. You also bring something of a scientific approach to that, too, which, uh, which affects uh, both sides of the brain, so to speak.
2: Yeah, yeah, and science and spirituality—they go together. They are—they're mm-hmm. not dichotomies. They—they they really go together, and so. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I like that's, to you know, hear that. <laughs>
1: That—that's—that's a, that's a great point uh, that um, that you know that these things don't need to be regarded as something. Well, that's this, and that other thing. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. It's like you know, if you look at them. Uh, uh, in, a, in a different way, you might realize, well, re- they're really the same thing. It's like my story about the cone. You know, the ones, one group thought the cone looked like a circle. The other group thought the cone looked like a triangle because neither one of them had ever seen a cone in three dimensions. Right. And uh, when they when they finally did, they realized, wow, we really need those other people to make this work. And um, that's a, it's just a different perspective. So... Um, Last last couple of minutes here, final final words. How do we get a hold of you for uh, uh, finding what you said? Levante.com. That's L-E-V-A-N-T-A-Y.com.
2: Yes, that's it. And um, uh, find me on LinkedIn, Levante. You find me on YouTube, Levante TV, on Instagram, Levante TV. Uh, yeah, that's how you can find me. Yeah.
1: And we'll we'll have we'll have all of those connections up on the uh, braveheartsradio.org uh, website uh, soon, so that you can uh, you can go to braveheartsradio.org and find all of our uh, amazing guests, including Levante here today. So, um, man, it's been it's it's been amazing having uh, having as a guest on the show. Uh, I Really enjoy. Um, talking with you you know when we first talked about well there's the peace peace and prosperity uh, clean water empowered girls mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. spiritual connectedness and and we we just had a terrific conversation around each of those topics and i'm sure there are i'm sure there are other uh areas uh that people could say well this is important for peace and prosperity yeah um Bring bring that into the conversation too is 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 what I would, uh, would what I would recommend.
2: Yeah, I think those are such important areas, and we connected on that, and I I'm very grateful uh, for being here. with you,
1: and thank you, and uh, let's see. Thank uh, a thank a big thank you to uh, Stephen Rowell. I think mm-hmm. uh, Stephen had the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the the group that um, where where we were introduced. Yes. And um, uh, you know, I I like to uh, to, to give the, uh, uh, the the kudos to uh, yeah, big uh, thanks to that, Steven that make the make the connections for us. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know? so, Steven and Emerson. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so, um, thanks to the Bravehearts uh, for joining us this week. Uh, you've been listening to Brave Hearts Radio. I'm Brian Reinbold, your host, with uh, my guest today, Levante. Um, we've been talking about uh, brave girls changing the world, purpose and peace. Join us every week at um, 3 Central Time or anytime time it works for you uh, on whatever podcast service you like because uh, we're there. Remember that Doing Good Anywhere does good everywhere and we'll see you next week until then be well and stay well
0: thanks again for joining us this week for brave hearts radio be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host brian reinbold the show can be heard every monday at 1 p.m pacific time and 4 p.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel we'll talk again next time